With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Great No Chaser Talk Radio. We're just getting started. Extreme No Chaser Talk Radio. He's taking that with No Chaser. This is Great No Chaser Talk Radio. We're just getting started. Extreme No Chaser Talk Radio. He's taking that with No Chaser. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome to another edition of Straight No Chaser Talk Radio, where we never dilute the issues, we only serve the hard stuff. And we certainly welcome you all, and we're glad to have you. It's been a busy week, and uh, of course, you know we're going to talk about the 300-pound gorilla in the room in just a minute, but uh, first, I just wanted to introduce our guest tonight. And, and of course, uh, Sophisticated Shannon is, is off tonight, so she'll be joining us next week, and of course, we we're going to miss her, her candor, her wit tonight, and, and Thin Bad's having some technical difficulties, so we expect him to join us here shortly. But of course, of course, of course, we can't go without uh, introducing our new coast, our new co-host, who needs no introduction, but we have to make sure that we give him his proper introduction. So, ladies and gentlemen, we just want you all just to simmer on this for a minute, then we're going to introduce the one, the only... The Darnell, the ultimate host. So, Darnell, how are you, sir? I am fantastic. I tell you, I make it a habit not to complain. I believe if you complain, God would take all of those wonderful blessings away. Oh, yeah. So I'm super excited to see another Wednesday with all of our amazing friends and uh, and looking forward to talking a whole bunch of stuff okay okay people. all right all right and that's why <laughs> look and that's what we certainly hope and, and of course you know we, we were sort of continuing from our discussion last week and we were talking about some of the concerns that people have been having with some of the schools throughout not just locally but throughout the nation and uh dr anthony morentic who is a, a renowned educator not only in the uh, las vegas metropolitan area but throughout the country he has joined us again and welcome dr Thank you for having me on the show. Yes, sir. Uh, the studio artists are just going crazy. <laughs> yeah, and, and and welcome back to the show, uh, Doc. And, and we certainly uh, are, are honored and glad to have you here because um, we certainly want to talk about uh, violence in the schools and yep. and certainly the concerning issue of of young people. 
assaulting their teachers, which is just something I can't even begin to wrap my head around. So you're going to have to help me understand that particular piece. But before we get to it, and, and, and we were certainly hoping that Thin Bad was going to be able to, to join in. I'm certainly hoping that he gets on here in a few minutes. But we absolutely, absolutely must talk about our friend Chris Rock. And, uh, you know, and just that whole fiasco. And, uh, you know, I think we've all seen a bazillion, kajillion uh, commentators talking about this. But I certainly want to know from you and Darnell, I have to hear your thoughts on this. Anthony, you first. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um when I seen the clip, I don't watch those shows anymore. Um, the Grammys and the Oscars, I just, I, to me, it seems like a popularity contest. But um, when I seen the clip the day after, the one thing that I noticed, I thought it was a joke. I thought it was staged um, until Will Smith started cursing. And you can see... Uh, the, I forget her name. I know she's on Black Panther and uh, a lot of renowned movies. The young lady behind, and you can see her facial reaction. And I, I was totally Limpika. I think that's her name, Limpika. I, I, I something like that. I know it starts with an L. Great actress. It's what? And huh? Limpika. Limpika. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. <laughs> so. People are talking about Will Smith, but, you know, like you stated, Michael, we got to talk about Chris Rock and what happened to him. Something similar happened to me. I wasn't hit, but, you know, I was threatened. Mm -hmm. And with with our jobs that we have, yeah, when you're younger, you would say, yes, I'm going to fight back or retaliate. But, you know, now we're in a different place where there's a lot of things we can lose if we engage in a physical altercation. So I felt bad for him and I was very proud of him to not respond in the same manner Will Smith responded to him. Um, Because you're you're thinking about, okay, we're at the Oscars. um, We weren't really invited uh, in, in previous years. So Okay, you get slapped, which is one of the mm-hmm. biggest forms of disrespect. disrespect. Yep. I mean, you, you got three for us. You got uh, someone calling us the N-word. You have the second one is someone spitting on you. And now uh, a grown man, a, a male, gets slapped. And billions of people have seen it. And, you know, you're in that space where, okay, I got assaulted. Should I respond? Because if I respond, I can lose millions of dollars. And so I just want to congratulate him for not responding and something that, you know, it's a natural response response to fight back. So I really feel bad for Chris Rock because it's very embarrassing. Your family has seen it, especially your children. You get assaulted and it seemed like the academy. No one did anything um, to to make sure that he was in a safe space. And they talked about that, you know, he should 
sue Will Smith or press charges. But I mean, equally, he can press charges against the Academy because you hired me to do a job and you did not provide safety for me to uh, execute my job. So again, I, I a lot of kudos um, to Chris Rock for just restraining and, and not responding in something that we normally do because he, he thought about it and um, he did not respond physically. And that can tie in. I'm going to let Darnell speak, but that can tie in until uh, with what we need to talk about with our children because our children watch us. So being slapped, that tells our children, oh, it's okay to slap people if they say something wrong to us. So, again, kudos to Chris Rock. Yeah, I I, I, I totally agree. My, my thoughts are, I, I don't know what to think, actually. I'm just trying to still take it all in. You know, that's all you hear on the radio, on television, everywhere. That's all you hear about, 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 about the slap. Um, it, it, two things. One, like you said, kudos to to Chris Rock, and he actually answered the way I normally answer uh, when we are uh, um, when when something happens that I'm kind of surprised is happening, or somebody may say something, and the first thing I might say, I'm like, oh wow. So that's exactly what he said. He he said, oh wow. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times, you know, you really don't know how to respond um, in shock. You know, people say, I would have done this, I would have did this, and I would have, and he, he slapped the wrong person. I mean, just all types of things went through my mind when, and actually, I didn't, I didn't watch the, the uh, this was the Oscars. I didn't watch it either on Sunday. I woke up to this. I was actually at a Wizards game uh, here at the, uh, um, at the Capital One uh, Center. Um, um, however, it, when you think about what happened, it was totally out of character for Will. Yeah, it's to- it was totally out of character for Will. So the his only saving grace for my end is that whatever he has been going through at that particular moment, that's when he snapped. That's when it was a situation where I can't like I, I who because I actually didn't even think that the joke was really that bad actually, and mm-hmm. considering. Mm-hmm. Will and Jada and their children right, They live a right. very open type life So exactly. I don't I, I would not think that that a lot of what is going on With them would uh, would offend Them right, right. Um, So looking at it on, on Both ends um, I actually began to pray for Will mm-hmm. I, I really did Because whatever he's going through It's obvious he's going through something Because that really is not in his Character yep. um, And Think about it. From my understanding, the Academy wrote the joke. Chris Rock did not write the joke. He was actually reading off of what do you call it, a teleprompter? Teleprompter, right? And um, and so by by doing that, um, you know who really who really is to blame? And it goes to show you anything can happen at any given moment. It's up to you. It's up to me as an individual how we actually respond, whether it's good. Or whether it's or whether it's bad. Now, can you imagine if if he would have fought him back and they would have been up there brawling and fist brawling at, at the academy? It would yeah. just turn it into a whole another another situation. And on the flip side, you're saying, well, you know, poor Chris Rock. Well, since that happened, 
he's on tour, and from my understanding, all his everything is sold out. <laughs> That's correct. And, and everything is sold out. And they say the prices of the tickets at first they were fifty dollars. Uh, first they were fifty dollars. Then they upward of nine hundred dollars. People, That's the right. scalpers, they sell them up to nine hundred dollars a ticket. That's right. So again, you know, I always take lemon. And make a little lemonade yep. You know A lot of times You may look at a situation And you think it's a horrible situation You may think it's a bad situation Actually It really worked out In his favor They say he started his He started his tour In Boston tonight mm-hmm. Every show has sold out Jeez Wow Every show has sold out So you know So there is a blessing In restraint there is a blessing when kind of putting, just putting it together, putting yeah. it back and together. Yep. You know what? And also, too, think about it like this. There are times when people that you actually have relationships with, that at some point they may do something a little peculiar or may act a little strange. It's up to you to understand and know, you know what? This is really not their character. Yeah. And I, and I think they might be going through something. So we're going to handle this a little differently. Right. And that, and that, and that, and that's my take on the on the whole thing. I I lift I lift uh, I lift both of them up in prayer, but especially Will and and Jada because, like I said, you really don't know really what a person is going through or dealing with. Actually, be kind because, like I said, the joke the joke was not really bad to me. It wasn't like and it wasn't really like uh, now if they would have started talking really getting deep deep. That would have mm-hmm. been something different, but. I didn't even know that Jada. I thought that was just her haircut. I didn't even know that she was sick. Well, let me ask, uh, you know, add this to to your point, Darnell, that I forgot to add. I thought it was a compliment with the GI Jane because I seen the original movie and I thought maybe there's a number two, you know. And Jada is a strong woman. Yeah. And if if that was the case and she was cast for the movie, great choice. Great, great, you know, great choice. And I, I never can pronounce the name. What is the name of that of the illness that she has? Ala what? Alopecia. 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 Now I've seen people that had the little spots and and had alopecia. She don't look. She looks great actually. Yeah. So she's the person that you're talking about. It'll be one thing if she shaved her head and she was obviously going through her illness. That's something totally different. Yeah. I personally thought think Jada looks great, and I also believe that. Um, I, I mean, it, it, it's so many variables. It's so many. Everybody yeah. has so many different ways of how they're looking at the situation. One, I don't believe people should ever joke about anyone's illness. That's one. Mm-hmm. However, on the flip side of it, I personally didn't know that she had alopecia. I don't necessarily look at the red talk table, and from my understanding, Chris did not know that she. Suffered from from alopecia. He basically read from a tele, teleprompter, and um, so you know, keep him all in prayer. Good job, Chris, for basically you know being like you know, oh wow, that's really the way I answer when yeah. people kind of do something a little out the way, and I'm like a little shocked. My first response is, oh wow. Mm-hmm. So good job, good job, Chris, and we'll we're praying for you. Then, babe, what were your thoughts? Man, I'm just glad to be back here. <laughs> but she had a massive technical difficulty. But uh, just coming in on the tail end of, of, of what you're saying, um, you know, uh, I'm with 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 Darnell. You know, Chris, kudos to Chris for for uh, as they say, the show must go on and keeping it professional because it could have gotten really funky. Um, yes. 
uh, it, had it gone, you know, another way. But hell, he was just as shocked as everybody else. Yep. Um, yes. And and he looked it. I mean, you you can see where he just kind of leaned in. He just thought Will was going to come up. You know, Will is always huge and grandiose, and he, it's not unlike him to come up and make a scene or something like that, jokingly. And I'm sure that's what Chris thought he was he was getting into. But then it was like, whoa! And you know, Darnell, to your point, you just you never know what folks are going through. I mean, no, I, no matter how you know how high they are, you know what plateau they're on. They are still human. They are still subject to the same uh, uh, frailties, insecurities, and things like that. Having just read uh, and, and listened to Will's book, you know, his very first line is like, of, you know, chapter one is called Fear. And he's like, I was a coward, you know, something about being a coward. And I've got some of that stuff here, but it's always this way of trying to, he's working through some stuff, clearly. I think anybody, when you write a book, when you write a memoir, it's, half cathartic um, and and all therapeutic uh, as you try to work through all of your things. And and it was clear when he was making his speech that he was working through some stuff. So uh, to Dar- I echo Darnell's point, you know, y- y- folks want to, you know, there, there's, there's a time for some healing. I, I liken it to the same. I felt the same kind of deflation. I was like, oh, Lord, I, I, the only way the, the two other times I felt like I felt watching the uh, the Oscars uh, the first time I was watching OJ's truck <laughs> go down the str- down the road. Okay, and, and okay wait a minute, hold on. I was with you. <laughs> OJ. No, I'm just saying. It's, <laughs> what I'm I'm saying I'm saying in terms of as as a as a black man. Okay. Uh, on, on some level, when you look at it and you're like, oh hell, we all about to get painted with the same brush. You know, oh. OJ was larger than life. Oh, okay, that's where you're going with it. Okay, yeah, he was he was larger than life. Okay, and I then it was you. like boom, and then it was it, it was all of this you know stuff. Although that was more of a black white thing. And then what was the the, the second piece was uh was something that just that happened that was uh oh. was it the coach from Michigan slapping the. Uh, assistant coach it, it wasn't that it was something it was something larger than that where it's like oh man here we go um but whatever anyway it was it's just that feeling of being attached to that or it's like here we're about to be painted you know it's like it's just in you, you you can take black folks out the ghetto but you can't take the ghetto out the black folk no matter you know here you got two cats at the top of their game well not two but you know and then this goes on and then I'm just I'm always worrying about what the other folks are seeing. And he's like, what's the difference between these two cats and, and two cats on on North and Duplin, you know, <laughs> somewhere on, on any corner USA. Um, but um, but to Darnell's point, you know, um, uh, I, I, too, I didn't know. You know, I thought Jada, you know, Jada was fly. Jada looked fly with looked with her amazing. haircut. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she, and it, it wasn't unlike her. It's like, OK. She, um, she looked amazing. She yeah. she she does. And you know what? Uh, you know what else? Um, um, on the flip side, mm-hmm. think about it like this. Now, Kanye West. They told him he couldn't come. Now he's the person you would expect to go up on that stage and do something crazy, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it it. Let me tell you. It goes to show you. And if you live long enough, shit happens. Mm-hmm. Things happen. And the older, the more I mature, the, the the more I understand and learn and deal with people. I understand that at any given, I mean, I don't live on the edge. Like I don't live like, oh my god, something is going to happen. Something's going to happen. However, 
I do know that things happen and they were not, ex- they would never expect that for Will. How many, mm-hmm. how many times have you been in a situation with someone that you would have never expected that that would have happened from that particular individual, right? So mm-hmm. I think a lot of times, I think we, we pick and choose who we think would be the person that will disrupt something or the person that will, that will, you know, make a complete scene, right? Um, at, like, 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 like Will. And like I said, it's not in, it's not in his character that's why i believe that's why so many believe so many people thought it was a joke they was like oh this this is staged like he would never do anything like that this was staged right well i don't i i, I don't believe it was staged however when he gave that speech and i didn't even see the speech i heard i saw tidbits on um tmz and all of that kind of stuff um but he apologized to everyone but chris right mm-hmm now right. that's the problem, right? You, when you do something to someone, you need all that publicly apologizing to the audience, and we're so sorry that you know you felt you know that you saw me do this, whatever. Really, and I heard that he was at the after parties and stuff. Like he mm-hmm. hung out after, yep. so yep. it didn't affect him that bad, right? As soon as he calmed down, had a little water, had his little tequila, whatever he, whatever his drink of choice. That's when he should have nipped it in the bud and really I mean, the only thing I should have been hearing the next day was, you know what, he went and apologized to Chris personally and was like, Man, I had a moment. I'm sorry. You know, because sorry and apologies go a long way. That's just that's just my that's just my own thoughts on that. But but here's the problem I have. Now <laughs> this is just the Baltimore coming out of me. But you got a guy just rolls up on you. You know, and and just you know, come on now, <laughs> come on, come on, Michael. You-, you never, you don't know how you react unless you're in that situation. I'm glad that it was not me. I am too, because we still be fighting. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad too. I said, Donnell, can you send me a little bail money? <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that it was not. You know I mean? I'm glad that it was not. It was not yeah. me. However. I am learning that you really you must look at the bigger picture in all situations. Like, oh, how no. is this going to do? now? Now, now, Will right now is looking like the idiot. Like I told you, yeah. the man's the man's tour sales are up gazillion. The, the, oh, the yeah. arenas are sold out. The Good tickets went from fifty dollars to nine hundred dollars. So right. in his head now, I know he's like. <laughs> you right. handled that quite lovely. Uh, you handled that quite lovely, Mister Rock, because he—I mean, literally—it is—it has affected his whole tour. Yeah, it has in a, in a positive sense. Well, 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 let me ask you this: you're um, you're the ultimate host, and I know you. For for the audience that doesn't know, um, Darnell is like the ultimate host in the DMV area. He has all the big social gatherings and what and whatnot. He's not like the ultimate host. He is. Oh, he is the, the ultimate. He host. is the yes, ultimate yes. host. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Thin Bad. Yes, <laughs> that's right. I am. I am the Darnell. The <laughs> ultimate. You better know that. Okay. Get, it, get it straight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> so, so Darnell, my question is now. Would you have, if you were having an after party, would you have had Will at your after party? 
that night. No. Okay. No. And 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 so how if he had showed up, what how would you have handled that? Because I know I would have asked him. I would have very nicely asked him, or had my team ask him to leave. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because you know I would, because I, I, mm-hmm. I've, I've been in situations like that. They may not have been celebrities and stars. But I, I've been in situations where I knew two people were in a room that really did not get along. And it wasn't a fight. It's just that their energy in the room was too Funky. was too thick. Right. <laughs> so and so and and I've also had parties and fundraisers where I would if I knew that I was inviting one particular group, mm-hmm. I wouldn't invite this particular group because sure. I knew that I knew that their energy is not the kind of energy I want. At my party, right? Mm-hmm. So right. if Will would have showed up at my party, I mean, Oscar and all, that, that particular night, the after party, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, I would have told his people, even if he was on the guest list, mm-hmm. I would have told his people before the party even started, um, I would have disinvited him to that particular party because that's not what this party is about. This sure. party, first of all, the whole fight, the, we don't even know. I don't know anything else about the Oscars, about this, but, but about the slap. Right. Sure. Then he, who else won an Oscar? I mean, well, you believe know, it or not, what, what, Sam Jackson won his first Oscar, and all of that was was literally um, just presented to pre- him by Denzel. Yeah, yeah presented was, by. Well, imagine how huge that was. Samuel L. Jackson, who who is like the biggest Hollywood star money wise there is, being presented by another icon, Denzel Washington, and the the headlines the next day was was Chris Rock. Getting pimp slapped, get get pimp slapped on stage by, on, mi- by, on, by, by millions of people. Right, right. I mean, you know, and I'm not making light of it, but that actually, you know, overshadowed an historic moment because Sam Jackson Over- is about as big a, 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 a and an incredible an actor as you're going to find. Right, no doubt. You, you know, you, you, Michael, you're absolutely correct. You you are absolutely correct, and that's my point. The point is. When people, but people love bad talk. They like that's why I love this little show, straight talk, no chase. They love it when you. They love a whole bunch of shit talking and and gossiping and bad things. When really the highlight of the evening, we done missed it. I didn't right. even realize. Sam, you say Sam got an uh, got an yeah, Oscar he got his, his first Oscar at yeah. seventy years old. All of the hundreds of movies this man has done. And, you know, he got his first Oscar given by another Oscar winner, another legend. And all we're hearing about is this nonsense. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's tragic. It is tragic. It's, it's a travesty. Tragic. And Will ought to be ashamed of himself. That's he really, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But he, to answer your question, as a matter of fact, I would give him a year in timeout. He won't be at any of my events until all this shit blows over and calms down. Mm-hmm. Because all it does, and the thing is, People, you know, I would, I don't know how he even had the nerve to show up at a party, like after after he did that. You know, that, is that that's kind of arrogant, though? Isn't that a little arrogant? Oh, absolutely. You show up at a party after you know, went up there and slapped the man, the, 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 um, Chris, like that. Yeah, I, I would, I would, I would not have shown up anywhere. Yeah, and and you, and the other problem that I had was that, you know, when you live that that very public life, you've put all of your business out there. I mean, Jada sat there on the red table show is that what it's called red table talk and put it all out there you know this is what the guy did this is how we did it and mm. this is why we did it you know i mean she put some incredibly you know sensual stuff out there and if anybody should have got punched in the face that was the guy should have gone after 
You know what I mean? I, I mean, I, I, I totally, I'm just keeping it real. I mean, come on. And that's what I'm saying. That's why I was like, I, now I know you wasn't offended by this little joke because you and your wife yeah. and them little kids, right. them, them little kids, wait a minute, her and them kids, them kids, they <laughs> off the, the children are off. The little boy told the mother that he didn't want to be parented. I think he was 13. Yeah. They let him just go ahead and be, be emancipated. He wanted yeah. to be emancipated. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. We're dealing with a different group here. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Why? How are you so? How are you so offended? That's the only reason why I can uh, I can think the only way I can think about this whole thing is that was the minute where whatever he's been going through that he snapped. Yeah, I, I agree. And 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 you're right. I mean, you never know what people are dealing with. But y- y- you know, it also goes right back to when you're in a certain profession, there's stuff that comes with it. You know, when you're when you're a teacher, you're going to be grading papers. You know what I mean? And dealing with parents. When you're a firefighter, you, you, you can't get upset. They say, hey, man, that building is burning. I know it's 30 degrees below zero, but take that water hose in there and put that fire out. Really? That's what you want? Yeah, that's what you signed up for. So, I mean, you know, when you get the you get the glamour and the glitz that comes with Hollywood, and, and, and I'm happy for him, but you can't have it both ways. And if you noticed, he laughed at the joke yeah. initially. That same joke he was laughing till he looked over there at Jada. She's looking at him like, are you serious right now? She's looking yeah. at him. I know you're not laughing. Then he tightened up this grill and went up there and, you know, took things into his own hands. So, I mean, it was even Will thought it was funny at first. So, you know, yeah. come on. And it was, it, it, as, as jokes go, as roasts and things like that go, it wasn't bad at no. all. It wasn't no. bad at all. In fact, there was a moment it before when um when the three hosts and, and Regina was it Regina Hall was it, uh, they were she was doing this thing about COVID you know that we got to do a COVID check and she was going to do it she was the one that was single and she she called all the single guys up all the good looking guys that, we need to check your all's COVID test and I'm going to swab the back of your throat with my tongue and you know she was saying stuff like that and then she called. Then she looked over. The first few that she called were single. Then she looked and she called Will. And she said, Will, you come up. Oh, wait, he's married. Oh, but I talked to Jada and you're okay. You know, you're clear. That, to me, is more more of a, yeah, but it's more of a ding and more of a hit at the stuff that, like, man, I'm really tired of this. Because it all, it's almost like, how, how arrogant do you have to be to think that Everybody knows what's going that another A-list star is watching Red Table Talk or yeah. knows what's going on. I didn't know she had alopecia. And then I heard other celebrities saying, I didn't know till that day, you well, know, until they started hearing about it. Yeah, and, um, and we got a couple comments coming through. Um, got Susan that says that he was emasculated by Jada and probably counseled by Scientologists. Um, and that's that's another that's another subject that, uh, you know. And then Other- we got Byron that said that are we at a point where comedians can't snap a joke on a person? And uh, Kelly says that uh, Chris said he didn't know. And I Byron mean- said, unfortunately, Sam's Oscar wasn't even televised. That's what the Oscars think about us. So, you know, and that's just a couple of the comments that, that, that are coming off the chat. But so, still with the top. Mm-hmm. You, you know, one question that, that, that I... And I'm I'm always, you know, being a post-civil rights son, I'm always thinking race stuff. 
about and about what race does to us, how it affects us as well. Because the first question that came to my mind, if that were Jerry Seinfeld telling that joke, would Will have gone up there and smacked him? You know, people do what they think they can get away with sometimes. And if you saw saw the way Will walked away, <laughs> Will Will kind of turned. That was the part that was that was. If I'm Chris Rock, I'm more bothered by the fact that he turned around and didn't even bother looking back to see. You know, he just knew he could smack him. And he wasn't going to do nothing. <laughs> that's what it. That's what it seemed like yeah. in the street. Yeah. I mean, if you go back and watch, he turned around and walked his jacket and went on and sat down. And Chris was like, he, he just knew it. I'd have thrown a shoe or something. It would have, you know, would have made it look like a joke. I, or something. The only thing I, he didn't I, do was hit that joke with some baby powder. Yeah. I truly believe I truly believe that he was in shock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, 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 I believe because who would think that somebody would walk up at the Oscars to do something like that? And I and I've been hearing that as well, uh, Thin Bag. I've been hearing um if it was this person, it wouldn't have happened. If that if it was that person, it it it, it wouldn't have happened. Um you know, and I know we're going to talk about, you know, the violence in schools and all that kind of stuff. I really believe that there is something going on in the universe that it's not even it's not even personal. I don't I, I don't I don't know whoever it was. I think it would have happened if he would have still had that same moment at that same time. Something went on in that little head of his that made him do that, that that really got him got him to do that. Like I said, because I really don't believe Anthony that that's really his character. I well, just I don't, don't believe it. I, I'm going to give you some pushback. I think I've I seen a meme on Facebook that they named the Oscar uh, host for next year, and it's Mike Tyson. Right. So uh, I, I, don't think, I really don't think that... Uh, that he would, yeah. I, he, I, he wouldn't go up to Mike and, and, and slap him like nope. that. There's no way. Nope. Nope. Yeah. I, I kind of... I, wait a minute, and this is my last little point. I do now. Now that you say that, and I didn't even realize he had a book out, and they were saying we, in his book, the first chapter, he was a coward and this, that, blah, 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 blah. All right, one of my main. This is something I deal with all the time, and I will cut a MTF <laughs> off in a second because my thinking is when people, certain people, try me and do or say, say certain things to me, the first thing in my head, I'm thinking to myself. What made them say that or do that to me? Right. What? What? How? How was I that? Why? Why am I the chosen one? Then in front of all these people, you think you're gonna show out and and or disrespect, right? So that's something that always go in my head. I do believe that people kind of try people they really believe they can try. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So so you know again, I'm I'm thinking you're, you're absolutely right because I really don't believe Anthony until you brought it up. I don't think that he would have walked up there and did that to you know Mike Tyson, <laughs> or, or or one of those white comedians. Yeah, that's you know Jerry Seinfeld. I'm thinking he's gonna, he's going to rethink that, and and that's a deeper that's a deeper discussion. That's a deeper that that's something else on a on another level. But there clearly was some stuff going on um, uh, as he did his uh, acceptance speech. I mean, he was he was wrestling. With with a whole lot of stuff. Sure. Um, well, the la- last comment on this, and that was uh, Kelly said that I think Will needs therapy. So Kelly, you're gonna have the last word on this thing. And, he uh, it. Let Let me say this. Yes, I sir. know that I sometimes I do stuff, 
And then my wife says, uh-uh, don't do it. I am surprised that Jada didn't get up to try to, you know, stop him from going up. Yeah, she probably didn't know what he was going to do. But, like, uh, what are you doing? This is the Oscars. This is semi-live TV because I know they, they tape it just, what, a couple minutes ahead. But I, I'm surprised she didn't try to stop him. I'm not. Hmm. I, I, yeah, I don't know if she no, I don't know no, if she no did offense, cause no no offense, cause and I and I every time somebody saying this, I'm like, you can't judge a person based based from where they're from. Oh, well, you know, Jada's from Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> you know, Jada. Yeah, she, she's West Baltimore she's girl. Herself up. Yeah, she has cleaned herself up quite well. But do you remember the old Jada Pinkett? Yeah, she was she was borderline tomboyish. Mm, yeah. yeah, like yeah. real rough around the edges. Now she's she's pulled herself together. She's she's she looks amazing. But I remember the old the Baltimore Jada. <laughs> so so sometime that person sometime it it's still there. Mm. You know whether you fix it up or clean or, or clean or clean it up or clean it up or not. And then they wonder why these kids are running around slapping teachers and shit. And, then, and that's the perfect transition. <laughs> great 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 transition. You see, that's see that, that that's why we have you on here, Darnell, so you can just help us transition. You, you know what I mean? We appreciate you. So, getting back to the subject at hand, and that was the fact that there's been a rise and a concerning rise in the amount of uh, student-on-teacher assaults that have been occurring uh, around the country. And I know, uh, Doc, when we were waiting to come on the air, you were kind of sharing with us a, a situation that you were, were had heard about um, in your jurisdiction. You want to share that with, with the audience? I know a little bit about it, but there's a shooting at, um, at a high school in Las Vegas. And um, I think that uh, the getaway car with students in the car, um, a student got hit by a bullet from the school police officer. Um, so I'm not sure. Maybe it was a drive-by initially, and then it's just it's just starting to really get out of hand. And and student safety and staff safety is is a big concern with our district. Well, you know, one one of the things that that seems to be a, a familiar theme with teachers across the country, and that is they some of them feel handcuffed. For example, at what point am I? crossing the line if I'm defending myself you, you know as opposed to you know a lot of jurisdictions train the teachers don't touch the child whatever he's going to just just you know hear all these coping skills that you should use and buzzwords and and things that you should do and you know when for example when I looked at the uh, one incident in particular in Baltimore where that uh, that that I think it was a science teacher I mean this girl was just going to town on the teacher and uh and and the teacher eventually the girl looked like she got tired and the teacher left the room and the girl left the room but you never heard what happened in, in those circumstances and 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 it's you know this is just me the uh, the untrained never been a tenured public school teacher talking but you, you know when you have a a student that assaults a teacher like that that's it in my opinion Right. You, you 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 don't get to come back. You don't get to you know that that's it. You're done. Now you know, and I know you know in certain circumstances. Well, you know, is, is, 
you know, his mother didn't have a last name and, you know, she didn't have any eyelashes. So, you know, he's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all that st- yeah, all yep. stuff you hear. Yep. Yep. But, 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 you know, it's just, I, I just don't think that <clears throat> any child should be allowed to put their hand on a teacher. You know, right. short of self-defense, you know, some teachers doing something heinous they have no business doing to that child. But short right. of that, just because the teacher gave you an F on your paper or told you, you know, quiet down so we can finish the science homework. And you're just going to go nuts like that. You know, right. I, I have some serious problems with that. Right. Mm. Well, I know I'm not sure in Baltimore, but where I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago, you know, if you're you're in one city, the, the next city, the neighboring city is a total different district. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, if you get expelled from my high school or middle school, or whatever, you get expelled from the district and you would have to go to another school. Um, when we were kids, there were a lot of reform schools and things like that. Uh, with our district, um, there's no true expulsion. If you get expelled from a school, you go to a behavior school and it's called an academic center. Mm-hmm. You spend your time there and they give you great supports and how to, you know, manage anger, social, emotional learning, if you will. And then you can go either go back to the original high school. But if you assaulted somebody, you would go to another high school within the same district. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I did talk about last time where, where, you know, parents need to be uh, liable mm-hmm. um, if, if a student attacks another student or attacks a staff member, like we've seen across the country, mm-hmm. parents need to be fined or ticketed um, and not, not something, uh, it's not a minor offense, but, you know, hey, we respect our educators and um with that being said being fined or receiving a ticket um you should receive a true expulsion so okay you're you're expelled you go to juvenile hall for a time period after that we have plenty of charter schools try it that way because you're not back allowed you know allowed in our district anymore well have you ever oh i'm sorry Danielle. Cut you off. I'm, Michael, so Anthony, I after our last uh, conversation when we were on here last week, I had the opportunity um, to speak with uh, a couple educators who are who are personal friends, and uh, one educator who is um, who who works in a school that is just an amazing school. Um, I mean, just an amazing school but further uptown of course and then i talked to another friend of mine who's in the school that's in the hood like i wanted to know the challenges in both to see how how can we come up with um i guess a solution like does this happen everywhere right and what i got out of the conversation with both educators is parent involvement so Mm -hmm. Even though people think that the school uptown is a much better school, from my understanding, the parents raise their own money for their physical. T- I mean, they you know they 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 PTA they raise money for whatever extracurricular t- activities that they that their kids are involved in, 
And they also have to volunteer a certain amount of hours in that school. They have to be involved in the school curriculum, right? In order for their child to be a part of that school. Right. Versus my girlfriend who, who's, who teaches at a school in the hood where all there, there's no parent involvement. You, could, you, could, you can't even hardly get them out for PTA. I don't even know if they even stuff PTA anymore. Yep. But you can't even get them out for parent conference, for parent teacher conference. There's no... they. All they do is drop the kid off and the kid actually, and these kids, because you know, they have different programs that after school care, they have the morning breakfast thing. So they're dropping their kid off from 7.30, as early as 7, 7.30 in the morning to 5.30, 6.15 in the afternoon and expect for you just to raise their child. Yeah. Right? And, and that's it. And then when the kid goes home, the only thing they're seeing seeing is, you know, the mother just all she's trying to do is get a weave and get the long eyelashes, getting ready for happy hour, um, you know, go stay over my neighbor's house. I mean, the kids really are not. The parenting piece is a very important piece when it comes down to what is happening with these kids in this in these schools. Right. Well, I'm gonna push back a little bit, Darnell, because I listening to what you're saying, I think the the your friend that works in an affluent neighborhood i've heard that there are contracts where parents have to spend a particular hour but that's more of a private school because legally you you can't do that with a public school these these, two of these schools are public schools and actually everybody's trying to get their kid in these two public schools um, that are in Upper Northwest DC. They are public schools, so they kind of form. E- even though they get funding from DC DC public schools, they get their funding, mm-hmm. but they also have their own parent type situation where they. And you're right. And they also sign a contract, like they are obligated to come mm-hmm. in to be a part of what is going on on the on a daily, um, you know, in, in in the school. They have to be a part of the whole situation. And, and I believe that that's really what has helped um, in, 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 when you think about the, 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 the more affluent school versus the school where the parents just drop the kids off and they really don't give a shit. Right. Because, because this is the thing. You cannot expect the teacher, to, the teacher cannot parent you, like teach you morals and values and that type of mm-hmm. thing. That has to come from home. Your parents have to teach you those type of things. And one thing about kids, kids know when they when when they have somebody that's really investing in them, right? So if you're looking at your mom, your dad, your uncle, your grandmother, whoever is not whoever is raising you supposedly, and they and they kind of you kind of know they really never really have time or give you that quality time, that also gives you a reason to to act out. Because you don't feel like no one is really investing in you. That's just my and I'm not Anthony, you're the educator. I'm just trying to figure out a solution to this to the, to this problem that is going on all around the world. It's not just happening here. It's happening everywhere. I mean, every time you turn around, somebody's in a school shooting up and you're giving what is what's going on? These kids are off the chain everywhere. Yeah, and, and, and you know, we have to give a shout out to our friend Phil. Um, you know, back in in the DMV, you know, he's um doing some some serious and he's been doing intervention with young people probably for the last 20 years um you know when uh back when i was in that area working we used to use his programs quite a bit 
in terms of you know intervening with certain kids you know and trying to get them down the straight and narrow and so forth but again I, you know i just i just really have serious concerns when a young person feels that well, if i don't get my way or if i'm if i'm being forced to follow the rules then i'm going to punch the teacher in the mouth you know that that that's mm-hmm. a real problem that's not only a danger to the teacher you know if you don't respect the authority figure in the room what they will do with a, another student in the room. You right. know what I mean? And, and that's, yeah. you know, that's that's my big problem. Yes. See, and, 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 and so, Doc, have you have you ever faced that before? Uh, a student that wanted to assault you? No. Okay. I, 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 I got scared one time. I was a band director at a high school, inner city high school, and, um, you know, like I said, I, I taught band for a while and uh, I had a music appreciation class. Those are kids that, OK, I, I, I'm not going to be in band, orchestra or choir, but I need a uh, music uh, elective credit mm-hmm. credit for for graduation. So I, I, I really didn't realize that I had two Hispanic Latinx rival gangs in my classroom. And it was really chill. And, and they gave me more students because, you know, um, I can handle the kids, every all the kids. And, uh, you know, they they knew that I had a great relationship with students. So it, it, it happened quickly. One kid got up. So half the class got up and looked at the other class. The other class, the half of the class got up. And you have to understand that I have tons of weapons in the classroom, mm-hmm. trumpets, clarinets, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that they, they can yeah. throw at each other. Someone's going to get hurt. Right. Right. So I got in the middle. I'm like, uh-uh, not in here, guys. Cut it out. And I sent another student to get the campus monitor school police. And, and they respected me. They didn't they didn't uh, fight in the classroom. Um, there was about uh, 15 kids and. You know, if they didn't respect me. They they could have gone around me. There's nothing mm-hmm. I could have done about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, I was never <clears throat> threatened by a student in in my career. Wow mm-hmm. have you have you ever had a student to beat up a teacher in a school that you were in charge of? Yes. And, and, and um, this happened when I was a uh, assistant principal for elementary school. Elementary school kid. Well, no, that's what I was. No, no, no. Um, it, it was a pre-K to 12 school. Oh, okay. So I was over the elementary and the assistant principal, it was a seventh grade girl. Uh, the conversation didn't go well. So the the young lady punched the assistant principal and the nose broke her nose. Wow. So she's calling on the radio for help. And um, I, I, I'm the first one to arrive and I'm like, what's going on? The, the assistant principal's on the ground, and I'm asking the girl, what happened? And all this B said this to me, so I punched the B in the nose, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, wow. You know, kind of like Darnell. Like, really? I mean, I, you're going to hit somebody? Uh, you know, like I said, broke her nose. And I told her, hey, we're going to go into the office. Don't do that to me. You know, I'm going to respect you, and you're going to respect me. And she complied. But... Uh, it's very disheartening, though. I mean, I, I don't I don't understand. But sometimes you're right. Parents don't care. But I've seen some parents that are just tired. They they don't have the resources to help their kids. So when I talked to that mom, she was just tired. OK, she's going to jail. OK, I'll pick her up when I can pick her up. 
you know, and, and that's also sad too. It is, you know. Well, I have one question. What What are the rules of restraining kids? Like, because is you know, how can you restrain a kid without, you know, because now everybody has the little cameras while stuff is going on, right? How can you restrain a kid without someone is saying you done physically did something to them and da 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 da? Because there's so much that goes on when you are in that situation. Where, you know, I mean, luckily you had a young girl that just broke somebody's nose and you could just say, well, I need you to walk with me into the office. And yeah. she walked yeah. into the office. But a lot of cases, you know, these kids are like, F you, I'm not walking to no month. Uh, uh, and yep. da, 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 mm-hmm. da, 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 right. How do you, how do you properly restrain a kid without, without losing your job or, or, or being all over the news that he uh, inappropriately touched me and all that kind of craziness? Well, there's actually the answer to the question. There's actually two ways because you have to understand if we have a special education student, um, it's really more hands off so we don't hurt that student. So uh, generalized student, we, we can do a little bit more. But if it's a special education student, we're going to have to more guide the student so um we don't break any rules or end our laws so we don't hurt the student. You don't think that's a little backwards? I didn't make the law. Um, <laughs> so you mean a special ed student, meaning, and, and from my understanding, and I'm not an educator, but I do know how, I do know a lot about special education. Mm-hmm. Well, a little about special education. So you have you have mentally disturbed and emotionally disturbed, Right. Like ED and I, I don't. This has been so long ago, but a, but a kid that that is that has that is emotionally disturbed, that okay. really can really do a whole bunch of damage. You mean to tell me you can't touch him? Well, for example, if he's destroying the classroom, uh, we're kind of we're going to have to let him destroy the classroom because it's oh wow it's, it's property. But you know we can try to talk him down, play music and things like that. Him or her, I should say, talk him uh, down. Okay, but if if they're harming somebody, we kind of have to gauge the situation and guide the student off of that person to make sure that a the student stops because that can't happen, and we want to b make sure that we don't hurt the student. Did you say guide him off of them? Yep, Timothy, Timothy, stop choking Billy. (laughs) Maybe get some. You can't you just you get better, some can't you get some duct tape? You better just, put that chair out. You're hitting her across her back with the chair. You better stop it. Use the folding chair. Don't use the metal chair. Don't, I mean, use these chairs over you here for ass whipping, and these chairs you, over here for sitting. Wait a minute, Anthony. You keep using the word. We got to guide them into. <laughs> It's, you said it. You you are you are you are the consummate professional. Stop it, and I mean you better stop it now. <laughs> well, can we get them a job at the Oscars <laughs> as presenters at the Oscars? Can we get them for next year to, to, if they break in noses? That's right. Bring them to the Oscars presenting the Will Smith <laughs> Citizenship Award. <laughs> is Boom Shaker Johnson? Oh no! And she. Is a, Oh Lord! <laughs> oh wow! God, well, God bless you. God bless you. Andy. I mean, there's a special place in heaven for you because I I don't know what I don't know. It's, 
you get to a certain point, it's like, well, what can you do? I mean, is it, it's almost like in some places, and I know that the teachers just feel, you know, like, oh, and you wonder why you can't keep no. it going to go into the, into the teaching field anymore. I oh, mean, hell no. It's just, it's, it's, diff- <laughs> it's difficult. And it's well, uh, I'm, I'm giving you a blanket. I mean, each scenario is different. I mean, if, uh, what'd you say, Darnell? Billy's picking up a chair. You know, I can grab the chair and, and, and guide because as an educator, especially being an administrator, we know what the individual education plan is, and and we 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 understand that, and we can better assist the child. Um, you know, the, I stopped the fight years ago, and I didn't forcefully grab the student. But I just, she was running, I grabbed her so she wouldn't attack uh, the other student, and it was in violation, so I had to go to training, wow. you know, but this this kid was going to attack another kid, I just grabbed her by the arm, that's it, I just grabbed her on the arm, and just guided her, and they're like, no, you cannot grab students, you know, wow. and, and you know, I, I told the parent, hey, I grabbed your daughter so, you know, she wouldn't fight. And the parent thanked me, but I still had to go back to get training again. Well, Kelly said, I couldn't teach in today's times. I would catch a charge. What the hell? Yeah. That, I mean, that's yeah. coming off the chat. Yeah. And you, do you remember? I remember we were kids and, and we were in school. And so I, it probably was a rule thing. You really couldn't beat the kids or spank the kids then. But, you know, you already knew when your teacher told you to meet me in the hallway. Yep. You already knew what was going to happen in the hallway. And back Mm -hmm. then, and back then, they used to, like, they, you know, I had a couple of teachers that knew how to kind of just, like, pinch your shoulder, like, really, like, almost, like, really, really, really hard. Right right down to the bone. Well, you were, like, kind of bending, and you're, like, you know. But but from my understanding, now, and we're sitting here trying to figure out what the solution is to this problem, and maybe it's just me, but... I just don't believe that there is a there is a solution. I I don't believe I don't believe it's going to get any better. Um, I believe that these kids are. But listen, they're following people like Will Smith. You see, the man is at the Oscars running up to the man slapping him. <laughs> I don't know if you guys on social media or not, but people adults are off the chain. So how can we expect anything better from our children when the adults are acting? They, I mean, acting a shit mess. They, well, these adults are acting crazy as hell. You're, you're correct. Especially, I was at a school um, when the presidential debates came on with uh, uh, Donald Trump and Hillary. Um, you know, uh, that, that was going on. And, you know, they're arguing. You see all these debates where they're arguing, they're yelling at each other. Um, so it brought it down to the school. So you have the young Republicans ready to fight the young Democrats and they're crying and yelling at each other. But the problem is, and I told the principal at the time, there's nobody modeling good behavior. Mm -hmm. Like you said, it's okay because, uh, Darnell, we all seen the slap the day after and then, I didn't know he went to the party, you know, and no one said, you know what, because you're, or let's backtrack. Um, 
you know what? You can get your Oscar, but we'll give it to you at the end. You're not going to come up. Right? No one said that. Um, no one said, just like you, you stated before, Darnell, no one said, well, you're at this party. Uh, you're invited, but you're no longer invited anymore because of your actions. Mm-hmm. And our society is not like that. So kids see that and, you know, they'll say, I'm a, I'm a Chris Rocky or, we'll, you know, they, they'll do that, you know. Because that's what they see, right? Right. They have nobody to. They have nobody to really look up to. Because another thing, and I don't know what's going on there in Vegas, but I I see educators here, and they look. They be working in leggings and. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just like I, I, I teachers. A lot of teachers now they don't look professional. They don't. <clears throat> they don't look. They don't look like they are going to gain the respect that they need. Right. Like if I was in the classroom, I'll come in that I'll come in that classroom dressed like to the nines with all a bunch of fabulous flash shit, and then talk shit to the kids. I'm like, listen, you won't be walking around here slapping anybody. Do you hear me? And sometimes when people look at a person, they look at a person, they look at your whole look to see if they're going to respect you or not. And I believe that a lot of kids these days are looking at these teachers who really don't even look like professionals. You have to look the part. I mean, I'm not. I'm not blaming teachers. I'm just saying, coming up with solutions to fixing this problem that where the kids feel like they are your equal when they're not your equal. Right. You you, you follow me? Even my nieces and nephews feel comfortable enough to feel like they're going to talk. They talk around me. I just kind of turn around and be like, <clears throat> you know, I'm sitting right here. You might want to take that conversation outside. Not saying they're going to sit around and do their thing, but you won't. I'm not going to sit up here and have the same conversation I have with you that I'm going to have with my 17 and 16 year old nieces and nephews. I'm just not going to do that. Right. Right. So. So, again, I believe that we have a long way to go, but it has to start with us. It has to start with the parents, with the educators, because one thing for sure, you know, behavior is learned. Yep. Mm-hmm. They didn't just grow up. To, they didn't just start wanting to act like this just because. Behavior is learned. People act the way they are taught to act. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I was taught to be the way I am. Fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> who, t- Darnell? Who taught you to be fabulous? I mean, listen, I'm I'm really fortunate because I have like a whole host of aunts, uncles, and at the time, great aunts and great uncles who only expected excellence. Like they didn't play them. They didn't play them type of games. Okay. So I'm going to give you some pushback. (laughs) And teachers and teachers. Anthony, guess what? I am still friends with my third grade and fourth grade and fifth grade teacher. Like we go to brunch. We go to lunch. I mean, I had, but these were, these people were great. Like they were smart. They, they, they look good. They lived good. And so it made, they, it gave me something to look, for, look up to. When like, you know what? I want to, when I grow up, I want to, I want to live in a house like that. When I grow up, I want to drive a car like that. When I grow up, I want to make sure my suits are tailored like yeah. that. Now they look at these little teachers and these little teachers look like, they look like hell. <laughs> so they, they come in because they got to fight. They got to dress for fighting. <laughs> you can't put on no three piece tailor suit right. and, get, and get a can of whoop ass right out, right out to class. What class are you? I'm in, I'm in boxing. You know, I, I got, I got to be limber and ready. I got to put on my yoga pants and stretch 
and my Reeboks because we might Chuck have to Taylor's. get down. Yeah, we might have to get down. That's right. That's right. But, but, I, I, but Darnell, I, we we talked about this last week. You listed a host of people that were mentoring you while you were growing up. There's a lot of kids that don't even have one person, and I'm I'm not giving them an excuse, but. So it is. Yeah. You, you, they don't have the resources. They don't have the mentors that will sit down and have the positive relationships with them. And guess what? Where are they going to get the positive affirmations from gangs or, you know, antisocial groups that cause havoc in schools and in the community? Is it has it gotten worse uh, since the pandemic? I mean, did the pan- pandemic exacerbate it or? Yeah, it, it did. But, you know, I, I think that, you know, people use that as an excuse. Oh, it's because of COVID. That's why I beat up the teacher. I'm like, no, you know what's, you know, what's right wow. from wrong. And so you, you know better than that. Sneezed on me. That was a side right. effect of COVID. Right. Yeah, what I mean, I don't mean, I don't mean necessarily COVID, but just the, just the isolation and the, 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 the detachment. Yeah, that, that that went on, and then you know people coming back. For instance, my my daughter, my youngest, she, she when the pandemic hit, it, she was in the sixth grade. Yep, mm-hmm. and so she missed half the sixth grade. All of the seventh grade was on, and then she's coming in the eighth grade when all the hormones are going, and she's a different looking girl. Yep, in the eighth grade than she was in the sixth grade. Yep. And so now you've got, you know, all, and the dudes look different. The guys are two, three, four inches taller and the voice is deeper and things are changing. So you got hormones on 10,000 times the fact that they've not seen each other. They've not been together. They've, you know, they've, they've connected through social media and all of that. But, um, and, and it's like, everything seems heightened. Everything seems more intense. Um, I, and I don't know what it is. I just, I don't know if it's, you know, it, it, it's all, everything, everything, everybody, to Darnell's point, everybody's crazy. You got people storming the Capitol. You got people yeah. slapping people at the Oscars. You got, it's like, it's like in churches that we, we are, we fight. It's, it's, it's spiritual warfare going on out here. This is what yeah. it really is. Yeah. Then bad, but I, I want to, I, I, so I believe there are a lot of people that are suffering from mental illness. Mm-hmm. I believe I do, but I don't believe everybody is suffering from mental illness. And I'm going to tell you that. I'm going to tell you why. Because, again, I'm always having conversations with my friends either at dinner, at lunch, or whatever. And we get into these conversations um, just about what's going on around the world and, like, what, what we're talking about tonight. And so now the new saying is, well, you know, everybody has a mental disability. Everybody is crazy, right? And I had to really correct myself. Um, in saying that, now I say there are a lot of people who do suffer from mental illness. Personally, I don't believe that everybody suffers from mental illness, and I'm going to tell you why. People react and deal with things differently based upon their mental capacity, right? Mm-hmm. So what, 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 how Chris responded to Will on Sunday... That's the person that obviously, even though he was in shock, but obviously took a second to think about what will happen if I do something different versus me doing this. Right. Had that conversation before. Like, I have been in situations, whether it could have went this way 
or could have went the opposite way. And so I always give my myself a minute to think about a situation and then decide how I'm going to deal with that situation. A person normally that's suffering from mental illness, they just go right at it, right? There's no thinking involved. That, you know, it's always it's always personalized. It's always woe is me. It's always this, that, blah, 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 skip. So it all depends on the individual. They are people who literally, who on paper and should be on paper that they are suffering from some type of mental problem. Mm-hmm. And then there are others like our, like me and maybe you, 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 who we try to deal with situations just a little different. Not that the same thing is not happening to us, but we just approach it differently. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense to Michael, do you get what I'm saying? Oh yeah. And, and you know, you all hit a nerve. Uh, Tiffany said that um, we, she says, yeah, we're looking and acting just like the kids. And I think she was talking about a couple of teachers. We act as if we're their equal. She said, today I went into an elementary school for my mentee and the teacher looked like the student. And she said, since the pandemic, the kids are relearning social skills. Community is being retaught. Now they are diagnosing hyper kids with ADHD. And uh, and, and she's right for from from a certain perspective. You know, they're. You know, there's all kind of meds the kids are on these days and, and, you know, for various types of um, disorders. And I told you last week I worked in our family, what cured it, and that was called leather on ass, you know. (laughs) Yes. You know, that that cured all kind of behavioral issues with a quickness, you know what I mean? So, you know, I don't know what to say with that. But uh, I I, I tell you, though. I, I tell you, Tony and, and Darnell and, and Thin Bad, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to solve this tonight, but uh, we certainly no. appreciate the conversation. And as always, Dr. Marintek, we, you know, we want to have you back. But before we get out of here, please shout out your band one more time and let us know when they'll be playing again. Because besides being a phenomenal educator, uh, Dr. Marintek is a world class jazz musician. And just want to give you the opportunity to right. talk about your band and when you're going to be playing next. And folks, if you're if you're not in Las Vegas, you need to get out here and hear this band because that trio is is something to behold. So, Doc, tell us about it, and then then Bad and Darnell, take us the heck out of here. Well, thank you. Uh, our band, the Tritones, we play at Mezzos on April 14th, starting at 6:30 to about 9:30. Again, Mezzos uh, Italian Restaurant. Thank you for having me on the show. Yes, sir. And, and and we thank you for being here, Doc, as always. Yes, yes, yes. You you always give perspectives that we haven't thought about and uh, some that we don't want to think about sometimes. But we just <laughs> we just appreciate you coming on and always, and always willing to come on. And, and for our thank artists you. that you don't know, and sometimes we've literally called Doc at the 11th hour. You know, it's like we're going on at six thirty, and we call him at six twenty eight. Say, hey, what you doing, man? How you been? <laughs> Family doing good? You know, and, I'm and just he, sitting home with my tie on, and I'm right. ready. He Let's said, "I got go. my bow tie on, man. I've just been waiting for you to call." You if know? you stay so, ready, you ain't got to get ready. That's right. So Doc is always ready, <laughs> and and again, just a hell of an educator and and an even greater jazz musician. So, uh, Doc, we appreciate much. you. And again, yeah. uh, thin bad. Uh, glad that you got on here. And Finally. I told you stop using that pay as you go equipment man and uh, <laughs> i still don't know what happened but but i'm, I'm not touching nothing well, i'm we just gonna, letting it go we're gonna let you and d darnell the ultimate host take us out of here d darnell we had a good time i mean the part that i got here you know this is this 
this has been a crazy week, but it looks like Doc, you, we're gonna keep you in prayer now. We're gonna keep you. We're gonna keep you and, and your and your folks in prayer. You need that that outlet that playing that music. I know that even that balances things out. You know, you got your your yeah. vocation and your avocation, so you gotta <laughs> get that passion out. What what instrument are you playing? Trumpet. Trumpet. Oh, you got to blow it out. You got to, you got to blow out all that anger. I don't like Tom Brown. Get that out. I don't blame you. But um, B Darnell, always a pleasure, man. I always a pleasure. B, it is a pleasure. And all the folks who are out there. Oh, you gotta play. You gotta play the songs. You gotta play. You gotta play the songs out there now. But and we miss Shannon. Oh yeah, but we had to catch we her next Shannon. time. Yeah. We yes, did. Yes. We, we, we gotta do but this for Shannon. Just we gotta Shannon. do it even when she's not here. The contract right. says play Shannon song. That's right. So, so, so we have to do that, or else we'll, she might come up here and slap us. So, That's right. That's right. I don't want to get slapped. No, 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 not at all. She slaps hard, but um, but but uh, Darnell B. Yes, sir. And Doc, thanks so much. Shannon, we'll, we'll catch up with you next time. And everybody else out there, we're back. We're back, and we're going to be yeah. coming at you with more stuff. Yes. So keep sending stuff. Keep listening. Keep sending. Keep joining in. And uh, thanks for letting us give it to you straight. No chaser. No, no chaser. chaser. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, it's late where I am now. Me, me and the Darnell. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.